A panel of three justices in BC's highest court has dismissed an appeal of a landmark decision upholding the province's public health care laws. Dr. Brian Day lost a case after arguing patients have the right to pay for private care. He joins us on the line now. Good morning, Dr. Day. It's great to have you here. Good morning. So what was your reaction to the decision? Well, we're obviously very disappointed by the decision, uh, and, but they, and we've identified many errors in their interpretation, uh, but there are some positive aspects of the judgments. I mean, in, in contrast to the trial judge, they all found that the legislation interferes with patients' rights to liberty, to, to life and security of the person. Um, but they upheld the legislation on the basis that governments should be able to override those rights. And, and they basically supported our government's right to force patients facing their own medically ac- unacceptable wait times to suffer and die on wait lists. I mean, that was, that's the most um, difficult part for me. I mean, a former law school dean, Patrick Monaghan, who's now a superior court judge in Ontario, he once wrote um, by way uh, illustrating this kind of decision that as a democratic society, it, it's wrong and immoral to, to harm and even put to death innocent people, even if doing so you might increase the health of others in, in society. It's, it's a, a pretty strong um, message um, that basically the courts and governments are in charge of our bodily health. And I think most Canadians need to know that we are unique in the world. There's only, only in Canada do such laws exist. Literally nowhere else in the world, not in the authoritarian countries, not in the communist countries. And so that, that is where, where this decision leads us. But we, but then, um, you know, it, it, this happened in Quebec in two, um, um, over 16, 17 years ago, in, in, and it went to the Supreme Court of Canada, and they ruled that um, that the, the laws that the Quebec courts had approved, even the appeal court in Quebec, were unconstitutional, and they ruled that patients were suffering and dying on wait lists. And um, we're basically saying, if you I'm all sorry, Brian, the I- same protection. I know that uh, one of the justices, in fact, they uh, many uh, along this process, uh, it has been noted that the wait times are an issue. Um, but then there's been this aspect, one justice uh, said, of, of upholding common good. They wrote, we take judicial notice of the crisis caused by the COVID-19 pandemic, resulting in cancellation or postponement of elective surgeries and other procedures. We are also aware of the current shortage of family doctors, which limits readily accessible primary care. That's what the justices wrote. But then they said that the current challenges uh, listed there could not factor into the court's analysis of the facts. What did you think about that? Well, it is true. They have to go on the court on on the findings of the lower court judge. And and that's something that the Supreme Court of Canada does not have to depend so much on the record. And that's, that's, the, you know, we, we, we do believe and we pointed out many errors of the lower court judge. But to put this in perspective, we are talking about a system that exists in every other socialized democracy in the world. Left wing countries like Sweden and Denmark and Belgium. Um, the, these are not 
these, this is not this is a safety valve, and all all it's saying, all it all we are say, are saying is that if the government promises healthcare in a timely manner and then fails to provide it, they cannot then make it illegal um, for you to look after your own body. Because and th- th- that's the that's the basic issue that we have. So, Doctor Day, then why not put more pressure? Uh, why not advocate on the government to produce a better healthcare system that is universal? Why turn away from universal healthcare towards a two tier system? Why put your hands up and go for private when we could be putting more pressure on the government to fix our healthcare system? There's been pressure on the government for forty years, and things are getting worse and worse. And it was not COVID that did this. This was this, uh, in, in our evidence, in our trial, in, in, in just in Fraser Health in BC, 308 patients died in just one year on the wait list. And those patients were sentenced to a wait list for the rest of their lives. Last year, over 11,500 Canadians died, were forced to die on public wait lists. This is not, this is, um, and, and, Going the political route has simply um, failed. In, you know, m- m- politicians have failed to. I, I was in a debate with a, with a, with um, one of Canada's biggest pro- provincial health ministers, and in, in um, back east, and and after the debate where they were arguing on the side of the public system, he came up to me and said, Brian, off the record, we all want the courts to 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 side with you in this, but but it's just. It's just it's been called the third rail, like the electric rail of Canadian politics. Politicians are afraid of it. Brian, I think, I think more, more than politicians, it's the public that need to to voice their concerns. And the polls in 2018, an Ipsos poll showed 76 percent of the population want us to, wanted us to win this case. In B.C., it was 80 percent. Dr. Day, it sounds like you have given up on public health care. Was there a time ever no, no, no. Don't where you... Say that. Where, where did I say that? Well, it, I, you're, you have said that the system isn't like working. Sweden. Could we no, put... Sweden and Belgium and England and New Zealand, they all have public, good public health care. We, we have a public health system that doesn't cover you for an ambulance, so it doesn't cover your prescription drugs and doesn't, doesn't uh, cover dentistry. They, they all do. So uh, we, we just want to make public... The public system in Canada is now the, the most expensive public system in the world, with, and the, the, the data from around the world shows we are the worst in equity and the worst in access and worst for the lower socioeconomic groups. We want a strong public system, but it's not strong. It's so if we, if we want to move towards a stronger system, the Medicare Protection Act is supposed to ensure that individuals without the ability to pay are not deprived of medically necessary care. How can that remain unchanged with competing private services pulling doctors to that side of the scale? Well, in, you know, it's not pulling doctors. We're, we're talking, the, the big shortage right now is in family physicians, and that's because they're simply, you know, they're, they're, they're being paid just over $30 for, for a visit. Out of that, they're renting their office and paying their staff. And uh, that, that's, that's family physicians. Now, don't confuse that with what we're talking about here, are surgeries. There are 200 young orthopedic surgeons fully trained and unable to work because the hospitals won't give them operating time in Canada. 
to over 200. And that's where, that, so we're talking about two different things here. And when it comes to the doctor and nursing shortage, it was the NDP government in the 1990s that closed medical schools, cut back 1,600 nursing positions, cut back by medical schools by 10 to 30%. And now they, the same same party is complaining of a shortage of doctors and nurses. It's a shortage that they created. Dr. Day, thank you so much for your time this morning. It's really great to get your perspective. Okay, you're welcome.